0: Well, hello and welcome to the Beartown Road Alliance Church Podcast. My name is Pastor Isaac, and today I have the privilege of introducing the sermon from February 7th given by Pastor Dave titled, Freedom From Your Phone. Well, the average American checks his or her phone every 4.3 minutes. Many of us would admit to some unhealthy patterns when it comes to our electronic devices. Our minds can easily become distracted and fragmented. God wants more for us. So Pastor Dave explains how we can get freedom from our phones. So would you join me as we jump into this sermon, Freedom From Your Phone? All right, you guys doing okay? Feeling good? We were going to end this series last week, um, but I decided to do a bonus episode. So today we're going to finish off this series. You could sort of call it... Family 37 since we decided to add an extra week because I wanted to talk about something that is so relevant to all of us and it is perhaps one of the greatest blessings and maybe even one of the greatest curses of our lives. Today I want to talk about your smartphone. Okay, I want to talk about your smartphone and I've entitled this message, Freedom From Your Phone. Okay, so um, if you're watching online, especially if you're watching on your phone, don't do this. But right now, you might want to just turn your phone off. And if you don't know how to turn your phone off, we've got teenagers strategically (laughs) located around the room who can help you with this. Just because I want want for the next 30 minutes to be like... (sighs) I don't have to worry about somebody messaging me. I can just, it's kind of me and you and the Lord, because we're going to talk about, um, again, th- this blessing and, and also this curse. Now, I got to tell you, I love my smartphone. I love it. Uh, and I wrote down a few reasons why I love it. I can call anyone at any time, even when I'm driving, of course, on speakerphone. I can text a reminder to a dozen people that there's a small group tonight rather than having to call all of them. Right, so, in many ways, it's simplified my life. Um, it, it gives me something to do in the checkout line because if there's a long line, I don't, God forbid, I have to talk to a stranger in line. Uh, it, it, I love social media, I'm a big social media fan. I love Facebook. I love the fact that right now there are dozens of you watching on social media, whether it's YouTube or Facebook. Um, it's been a great blessing. I love putting pictures of my family online so that you can say, "Oh, that's so cute," and give me likes and comments and that sort of thing. Yesterday, I discovered it was one of my friend's birthday. I would not have known that if it weren't for social media, so I was able to, you know, hit him up with a little message. So I'm a big fan of social media. Uh, I got a camera on my phone, and I can capture any memory, no matter where I am. Right? I can I can take videos. It's it's just a great blessing in that way. Um, my my favorite app on my phone. My favorite app is my GPS because I am directionally challenged. I can't get anywhere outside of Corning unless I have my GPS. So that's that's incredibly helpful. And if I have no patience with my kids. And I've got low emotional energy, I can just give my kids the phone and say, just go and play something, because I can't really deal with this right now. Uh, By the way, I started out this series a few weeks ago. The very first thing I said was, how old should you allow your kids to get a phone? Like, what's the right age? And um, someone came up to me and, uh, you know, talking about all these, these things we love about our phone. And and I said how old and and someone came up to me and said eighteen. And I'm like I'm like really like that that's pretty intense like eighteen. You're not you know you can't let your kid have a phone till it... but I really respected this parent, so I said all right so you know I, I went out and I got my eighteen month old a phone. Okay, so we love our phones, our phones are great. Um, And and truly, truly, none of us, this is not a message about getting rid of your smartphone. Um, We love technology. You read the Bible and it starts out with an untilled garden and it escalates to a golden city. So God is all about technological advances. In many cases, if we got rid of our smartphone, our lives would be even more complicated, okay? So this is not a message about getting rid of your smartphone, but it is problematic, right? I've talked with people throughout the years who have said to me, my marriage is struggling, and part of the reason it's struggling is because I go home from work and she or he is just scrolling, right? Just scrolling, in some cases for hours, um, some of you, your, your relationship with your kids is strained right now because they're just they're always on that device, right? And you, you, you sort of think they should have limits, but you're not really sure what kind of limits they need to have. And it, it just adds all kind of consternation in the home. Um, meetings at work, right? There's that guy that's always on his phone during the meeting, and you're like, Oh, my goodness, can you please pay attention to what's going on in this meeting? Um, some of you, you feel like you always need to be available right? Even on the weekends or late in the evening. And it's like, if I don't answer every message or check every email, my boss might get mad at me or my team might get upset with me. So this can be uh, problematic. Our phones can easily become our master. And in some cases, we can become addicted to our phones. Statistics tell us, research tells us that the average American checks his or her phone one time every 4.3 minutes. And if, if you're really young, it might even be more than that. I would say the average American, if you're checking your phone every 4.3 minutes, right? And right now, if you're a little bit nervous because you're wondering if you're going to get a message and you got to check it, I would say it is probable that you are addicted to your smartphone. That it has, in fact, become your master. Okay, so um, we're gonna talk about this whole issue and the title of this message is Let's Be Free, from our phones. Let's be free from our phones. And Rob, if we could get the monitor going up here, that would be great. So um, I, I love this quote from Gregory Jantz, who wrote a book called Hooked, The Pitfalls of Media, Technology, and Social Networking. All right. Here's what he says. While trying to keep up with technology to do it all and to have it all, we end up resentful. Now, let's just quick show of hands. How many of you how many of you would say that you've sent a text message to somebody and they did not get right back to you and you got mad at them? Just raise your hands real quick, right? Sometimes it leads us resentful and angry because we think to ourselves, you can't possibly have anything more important to do with your life than respond to my text message, right? So it leaves us resentful. Um, it leaves us stressed out. Right? Now, not, not everybody, but a few of you have this thing going on called FOMO, right, which is fear of missing out. And you know people like this where they're always checking the weather app because they need to know when the weather changes by one degree. Or they're always checking social media, always checking their tech. And they got to know all the news that's going on so they can show up in a social environment and know everything that's happening, right? And you, some of you, you dread that moment where somebody says to you, you didn't hear about that, right? Because knowledge is power and you got to know everything that's going on. And as a result, it leaves us a little bit stressed out, overstimulated. You, know, you got this app and that app and this notification coming in and it leaves us exhausted. And some of you right now, you would say, you know what? When I look at my family life, my marriage and my kids, we're exhausted and we are overstimulated, And we got to do something about this. Now, when you read the scriptures, one of the things that God harped on time and time again was this whole issue of idolatry. And in the Bible, idolatry looked like this. You would go to a silversmith or a blacksmith or a woodcarver. And they would make you a little image, right? And you would bow down to that image and you would worship that image, not because you thought the image in itself had power, but because the image represented one of the gods, right? And you worshiped all kinds of different gods. And if there was no rain, you wouldn't be able to grow your crops. You wouldn't be able to eat. And so you would bow down to that image in hopes that God would send the rain. Or if you couldn't have children, if you were infertile, you would pray to the the God that they would help you to become Fertile, and you would worship all these different gods. And God said, Look, I am the Almighty God, I am the creator and the sustainer of the universe. And you don't need to bow down to all these other gods. Worship me and worship me. Alone. So, God, God hated idolatry, and you read it. it's all throughout the scriptures. Flee from idolatry, get rid of your idols. The apostle John wrote in 1 John 5, Dear children, right? He just loved his people. He, Dear children, keep yourselves from idols, throw away the idols, and worship me alone. But unfortunately, for some of us, our phone has in fact become an idol. And an idol is simply anything that has power over you, anything that masters you, anything that you sort of obsess over. That's an idol, right? I love what Gregory Jantz in this book writes. He goes, it's amazing how much priority and power we ascribe to our little technological devices, right? We ascribe all this power and we're all, oh, I got to check it, I got to check it. And we, we feel like it's mastering over us. He says, though they are made by flawed, fallible people, we expect them to operate perfectly every time. How many of you have ever dropped your cell phone and picked it up and it was shattered? And you were like, oh, I would rather my legs sh- shatter right now than this cell phone because at least I have health insurance and I'm not sure I have insurance on my phone right, or it's not working properly, it's a little bit slow, and you just start to get all worked up in a tizzy, right, we hate it when our phones don't work properly, but eventually we get it to work, or we bring it to somebody, and we forgive that little device, and then we move on, he says, look, we we buy them comfortable little cases and shiny accessories, we devote time and energy to them each day, and we make sure they get tucked up and plugged in each night, and we pet the little thing, and we put it down, right? And then we go to sleep in hopes that we will be able to have a little bit of peace and quiet from that little idol. He says, it's really, really easy to see why we put such faith in them. They are just so amazing, and we're not terribly sure how they work. We're just glad they do. These techie little devices are well worth their weight in gold. We just no longer fashion that gold into statues see as much as we hate to admit it our smartphones can become our idols and I'm not again I'm not telling you to pull out your pocket and bring it up here and throw it into a bucket and we're just gonna throw it down in the river because none of us are gonna do that but we do need to think carefully about the fact that for some of us our phones have become our master that we have become enslaved. To our devices so with this whole issue of idolatry of giving something or someone too much power and this has always been the issue since the beginning of time paul writes this to the church at corinth he says everything is permissible for me but not everything is beneficial right? it's permissible it's good to have a, a phone it's okay to have a phone everything is permissible for me but i will not be mastered by anything I will not be mastered by my phone. I will not be mastered by the idol because ultimately I have one master and it's almighty God. Paul writes to the the church at Philippi in chapter three. He says, for as I have often told you before and now I say it again, even with tears, there's a sense of compassion that Paul has for the Philippians, a sense of, of pity for them. He says, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. You may say, well, what does it mean to be an enemy of the cross of Christ? He says, their destiny is destruction. Their God is their stomach, or, or their, their stomach has become their idol. I think that if they had smartphones 2,000 years ago, Paul may have also said their, their smartphone has become their idol right? These particular people um, would just obey their appetites. Anytime their appetite spoke to them and said, you know, give me more junk food or give me more this, give me more that. It's like, okay, you're my master stomach, so I'll give you whatever you want. And isn't that the way we treat our phones sometimes? Okay, you're, you're beeping at me right now. You're vibrating at me right now. I need to go and I need to feed you. I need to make sure you're okay, because I'm insecure and I got to make sure that people approve of me and I got to make sure that people like me and I'm a little bit nervous and I'm a little bit stressed out. So I need a, I need a distraction from everyday life. Um, just a few weeks ago, true story, I was in my kitchen and my son um, was, was getting on my nerves. And, uh, and, and I forget what happened, but he, he was trying my patience a little bit. And so I said to him, and I regret saying this, but I said, son, you are addicted to your device. And then I walked over to my counter and I checked my cell phone, right? Talk about being a hypocrite. And here's the thing, my phone wasn't even ringing. It wasn't even notifying me of anything. But in that moment, I was stressed out. I was nervous. I was feeling a little bit overwhelmed and I needed a hit of dopamine, right? I needed a little bit of reward in my brain because I was feeling stressed out. And this is what we do. And this is, you know, you talk to, you you read uh, quotes from Facebook execs. And if you've seen the, the special, the documentary, The Social Dilemma, right? They talk about this, that they're trying to get you hooked on these dopamine hits through our cell phones, right? So in that moment, I'm stressed out and now I need a hit. So I go to my phone to get a hit. Or every time your notification goes off and you check your phone, you get another hit. And you get another hit. And soon you become addicted. The more notifications you have, the more you check your phone, the more dopamine you get, the more rewards you get. And after a while, it's like, oh, I think I'm addicted to my phone. I think that I have become enslaved to this device, that I have a master. And it's this little techie, device just like for them their master was their stomach now maybe you're here today and you're like well I'm not I don't even have a device right maybe you're one of those you know that doesn't even have a device or you say you know I don't think I'm addicted to your device then fill in the blank with anything else maybe it's your appetite what, what it, it might be your work it might be something that just kind of fulfills you or has power over you he says their glory is in their shame or or they brag about those things that are shameful. Their mind is on earthly things. Isn't it true that we, we think about earthly things and we get down in the dirt and down in the mud and our brain becomes all jumbled up with way too much information because of this thing that we so easily get addicted to. So Paul says, look, you're, you're to be different, right? Right? You're a Jesus follower. If you're following Jesus, you're to be different than everybody else. He says, our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. This is really, really good news, that he came to be our Savior. He came to forgive you of your sins, and he also came to release you from the power of the idol. If you just picture, you know, in some cases, here's your little technological device, and you got a chain attached from that to your heart, and you've become enslaved to your device. Jesus wants to cut the chain. He wants to release you from the idol. He wants to give you freedom from that thing that is consuming you and exhausting you. He wants to be your savior. See, Jesus didn't die simply so that you could go to heaven when you die. He did die so that you could go to heaven when you die. But he also came to give you freedom on this earth of those idols that so easily have power over us. So here's what I want to challenge you to do. I want to challenge you to have a reset. I got someone in my small group, she, she says this all the time. She's like, we just need a reset all right? Things are are a little bit stressful right now. Things are kind of chaotic in the home. We just need a reset. And this is the great thing about being a Jesus follower is he gives us resets all the time, right? Now, let me illustrate this for a moment. Um, The greatest, the single greatest technological advice that has ever been invented is, of course, the uh, Nintendo entertainment system, okay? How, How many of you grew up, playing Nintendo Entertainment System. All right, a bunch of you. This was created in the mid-'80s. Uh, so I got this, like, in the late-'80s. This is the greatest Christmas present I ever received, right? And um, some of you remember playing this, and you, that original uh, Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt, and world-class track meet, you know, and we could play it for hours, and we'd get all hyped up. And you remember this moment. Everybody remembers this if you had this, if you had this, right? You'd be sitting there playing Mario Brothers, Right, and it's like dun 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 And the the screen would freeze up, and you would have a mini heart attack, and you'd be like, no, right? Because here's what you would have to do. Okay, you guys remember this? You'd open up the little device, you would take out the disc, and you would you blow in it. And then you'd, you'd put it back in, and you would reset it, and you would have to start all over. You were about to beat the game, and then you had to start from square one. And this happened all the time growing up. You had to reset, right? And the reason you had to reset is because things get fragmented. Things lock up. There's like too much information going on. Right, And I think this is the way our brains get sometimes. Is we got all this information coming in. we got so many apps. We can tell what's going on in the world at all times. We know what the weather is like in Bangkok. We, we're, we're constantly bringing in all this information, and it's like our brain can't handle it all, and it just gets locked up, and it gets, it's just too much mumbo-jumbo in there. And I think at times, we just need a reset. We just need a refresh. Here's what Paul says. He says, look, I urge you in view of God's mercy, because he's merciful, right? He gives you grace. He gives you a do-over. He's a good God. He wants more for you. He says, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies or your thumbs, right, or your brains as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God, this is your spiritual act of worship. And he says this, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. I was just talking to someone this morning, a parent, who said, yeah, their their kid wants to do X, Y, Z. And the parent said, no. And the kid said, but all my other friends are doing it. I mean, how many times have we heard that from a parent or from a kid? All all my other friends are doing it, right? Right? Or, or, or you take the, the device away, and World War III breaks out in the home, and, and the kid says to you, but now I'm so bored, I'm so bored. And the next time your kid says, I'm bored, say, well, that's good, because it's good to be bored sometimes, because then you get space, and then you can start to be creative, and you can start to actually talk to somebody and invest in relationships, You don't wanna be like everybody else. You don't want your kids to be like everybody else. You don't wanna be conformed to the pattern of this world because the world is not what we're trying to be like, right? For some of us, our brains, it's become like this. Like we got these ruts in our brains and we just do the same thing every single day, right? I was talking to someone uh, just a few days ago. She said, this is what I do when I get my phone. I check text message then I check email, and then I check Facebook, and then I just start scrolling, right? And then like 10 minutes goes by and you don't even realize it. That's, that's the rut that this person has created. It's become a pattern. And unfortunately, because the average American checks his or her phone every 4.3 minutes, it's become normal. And it's become... That's what everybody does. But Paul says, no, no, no. You're supposed to be different. You're supposed to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So let's get a reset. Let's let's refresh. (sighs) Let's not be the slaves of our phones. Let's not allow our phones to be our masters. Then, Paul says... You will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Oftentimes, if you're a Jesus follower, you've said, I wonder what God's will is for my life. I wonder what God wants me to do with work or with relationships. And sometimes it's hard to hear from God because we're so distracted. And it's about time that we say, all right, I'm gonna gonna put the phone aside so that I can clear out my mind, so that I can reset my mind and focus on that which is most important. I love this quote from Blaise Pascal, who's a mathematician, philosopher, who lived 400 years ago. 400 years ago, before there were all of these distractions. Here's what he wrote. I have discovered that all the unhappiness of men arises from one single fact. Now, that's a bold statement. Okay, If you're unhappy, he says, here's the reason you're unhappy. They cannot stay quietly in their own room. Staring at the ceiling with only our thoughts of ourselves, reality in God, it's simply unbearable. We want to complexify our lives. We don't have to, we want to. That was pretty awkward, wasn't it? And those of you watching online were like, I think my TV just froze up. (laughs) We hate silence. Now, some of you are like, I love silence. I can get my kid out the house. I'm talking about like we, to just be still, right? Psalms tells us, be still and know that I am God. We hate it. We hate it because then we got to think about all our problems. See, I'm convinced that the main reason that I struggle to pray by myself that the main reason that sometimes it's hard for me to just be still and read or think about the greatness of God because then i got to deal with all my problems. i got to think about all the things that are stressing me out, and then I start getting anxious, right? We like diversions. We like to be distracted so I don't think about the things that are stressing me out, and I don't have to deal with the most important things in life. And here's the problem. We could go throughout our entire lives and waste Hours and hours and days and months and even years because we've spent so much time being distracted. You've heard people say, "Um, hey, how you doing? And they'll say, oh, I'm busy. I'm busy, right? Which is kind of like a badge of honor. I'm really popular. I got all these texts coming in. I can't respond to all these emails. I'm really busy, right? And here's the thing, here's the thing. You want it that way. You've chosen to have it that way. You've chosen to complexify your life in some cases, maybe not all of you. You've chosen to do that because you cannot stand to be silent and to be with God. And in some cases, to be in relationships with those whom you love the most. Here's what Peter wrote. He said this, the end of all things is near. He wrote that 2,000 years ago. You ever have somebody say to you, I think the end of the world is coming, Well, the end of the world is coming was written 2,000 years ago. So the end of the world could come in like 90 seconds. It could come in 90 years, 9,000 years. We don't know, right? But the end is coming soon. And for you and for me, it might be coming in 90 years. It might be coming in 10 years, but it's coming, okay? The end is coming. Therefore, be clear-minded and self-controlled so that you can pray. Reset, get your brain defragmented. Pursue silence, relationships, so that you can focus on what matters most. Let's pursue freedom from our phones. And I would just simply ask you this question. Is your phone an idol? Does it have power over you? And in my opinion, if you're checking it every 4.3 minutes throughout the day, I think there's a good chance that it may have become your master. And Jesus says, don't let anything become your master because anything other than me is a bad master. Serve God and serve God alone. So I just have some ideas and, and, you know, some of you or or all of you really are smart enough with coming up with your own systems to try to get free from your phone. But I came up with a few ideas. You can write these down or you can just listen. Uh, These are my opinions. So you can take it or leave it. Okay. Number one, I think that you should have at least one meal a day where your phone is off to the side, especially if you have kids and you're able to get around the dinner table at least a few days a week. I think you should ban your smartphones from the dinner table. Now, you might say, well, then, you know, craziness will, you know, erupt around the dinner table if we don't allow our phones. Well, look, this is going to take a while, right? Detox, getting, you know, getting quiet in your room, it's going to take a while. But I think every few times a week when you're gathered around the table with your kids, you should just get the phones, turn them off so that you can focus on each other. Here's another one. Um, you need to figure out a way to reduce the amount of notifications that are coming to your phone. Um. What works for me is I actually never have an audible or a vibrating notification come into my phone, right? So if you text me, there's a chance that I may not get back to you for a long time. You know why? Because I don't want to be your slave. I don't want you to be my master. I got one master, and he's going to lead me well. So it may take some time for me to get back to you. See, some of you, you got notifications and all these things chirping at you all day and you're like, well, I got to check that. And the real issue in some cases is you just want to be approved. You know, you want to make sure people approve of that photo you put up or people approve of the, the, uh, the, the message that you gave so I can get that dopamine hit and it's become an addiction for you. So you may wanna try just getting rid of notifications altogether or turn it off, audible notifications, right? In Some cases you may have to start out small, but I'm telling you, it will help you be free from your phone getting rid of your notifications. How about this one? Leave your phone in your car sometimes, right? Just turn it off, leave it in your car when you're going out to lunch with that person, Leave it in your car when you're about to go out on a date with your spouse. You can always get back to that person. You can always get back to that person when you get back to it. Here's another one. Honor your children by limiting their device time. Now, some of you have nailed this. Like there's people um, that I know that they don't even allow their children to use their devices until the weekends. Others of you, you have very strict limits. I think you have to have strict limits. I think you have to say 30 minutes, an hour, whatever it is, limit their time on their device. Because look, their brains are being shaped and those, those paths in their brain are being shaped in many cases by their devices and their constant dopamine hits. So limit your children. That's one of the best things that you can do for them. And at the end of the day, look, there's, there's grace in all of this, right? There's grace. We don't want to judge other parents because every system works differently depending on the family. There's grace this afternoon or tomorrow, you're going to mess up and you're, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe it's starting out small. Maybe it's starting out with one meal a day where you just turn your phone off. But we need to take this seriously because the average American is addicted to their phones. And if you're a Jesus follower, we're called to be different. We're called to not conform to the pattern of this world. Um, next week, we are starting a brand new series called 21. It's 21 days of prayer and fasting in 2021. And so what I'm going to challenge you to do next week is to fast from something. For some of you, it might be social media. For some of you, it might be sweets. For some of you, it might be certain kind of foods. It might be devices. It might be TV. I don't know. But We just need to reset, don't we? Don't you feel like your brain is just, ah, it's got all this stuff, and I'm always checking the news and politics, and ah, we just just need to reset. So we're going to talk about this whole idea of prayer and fasting next week so that we can get a reset. Here's what Paul writes in, in Romans 8. The mind of sinful man is death, but the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace isn't it true that we're all kind of looking for the same thing out of life? We're all kind of looking for peace. Peace that surpasses understanding. Peace in my heart, peace in my soul. And unfortunately, one of your greatest peace stealers is your phone. So let's take this seriously. And let's take steps to become more free from our phones. Psalm 23 says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down even though I want to get right back up and check my phone. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. Don't you want to have your soul restored? Don't you want to be filled up with the the Holy Spirit and, and peace and joy and don't you want to be closer to God and closer to the people that you love? Then let's, let's flee from idolatry. Let's stop being a slave to our phones and let's find freedom from our phones. Amen? Let's bow our heads and let's pray together. Lord, would you help us to be free from our phones? Would you kill in us this desire to be seen and acknowledged by others? Would you draw near to us, confront us and comfort us and equip us to love again? Help us to be still as we learn what it means to embrace becoming completely forgotten by this world, yet in Christ, always fully known and loved before your eyes. We pray this in the matchless, powerful name of the God, the only God who is the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.